Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast. I'm Kenny Vaughn. I'm here with my wife, Tammy. Hello. We're talking about how to live a loving life and not just romantic love. We're talking about what love really is. And our real goal with the podcast is, is to make sure that what we believe is the truth. And that's because I believe that, well, I've talked to hundreds of people, thousands probably over the last 20 years. And I would argue that everyone has the same problem. It's, I haven't ever talked to anyone that I felt like really had a chemical imbalance or a mental health issue. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist, but I haven't seen it. Everyone had the same problem, the exact same problem, and that was what they believed. And if I, in, in every single case, if I believed what they believed, and from believing what they believed, I made the decisions that they made, I think I would be in the exact same place and position that they were in. And so our goal all the time is to try to figure out, okay, what is it that we believe that's not true? Because I believe, <laughs> a lot of beliefs in here, but I believe if, we, if what we believe is really the truth, then the truth in the end will set us free. And that if we're not set free, if we're looking for help, if we're constantly anxious or we're, we're, we're always depressed or we're, we're struggling with what people call mental health, it's, it's, it's always because of something we believe that is not true. Now, it's never very hard to figure out what someone believes. I mean, I would say within 20 to 30 minutes of talking with anyone I've ever talked to, Within those 20 to 30 minutes, we can identify what it is that they believe that's absolutely not the truth. And I, I don't think I've ever had anyone, whenever we've realized what they believed that wasn't the truth, that would look at me and say, no, that is true. They, they, we figure out, okay, this is, I don't think, this is what you believe. Do you really believe this is the truth? And in every case, they're like, no, I understand. I see what you're saying. And no, I know it's not the truth, but it's what I believe. And so I'm not saying changing our beliefs is easy. I think it's incredibly hard to change what we believe. That's, that's the hard part. It's easy to identify what we believe that's not true, but then it's incredibly hard to change what we believe. So it's very simple to identify it. It's just not easy to change it but it absolutely can be changed. And if we can change what we believe, then we can radically change our entire life. And, and the, the world of psychology, they tend to, to argue that they don't, they don't want to mess with your beliefs. Um, they want to treat the symptoms, and, and they want to try to give you coping mechanisms to deal with the problems that arise from what you actually believe because they're afraid if they get into what you believe that they're going to run you off. And we don't want to run you off. But we care about you, and we love you. And because we love you, we care what you believe. And we want you to believe the truth, and we want to believe the truth. So if you hear anything in these podcasts you believe is not the truth, please let us know, because we want the truth at all costs, because that's our goal is to flush the truth out in everything so that between me, Tammy, you, y'all, the rest of us, we can, we can find our way to these truths that whenever we work to change what we believe from a lie to the truth, it, then our lives get radically changed in that process. I've never seen that fail. I've never seen someone truly come to change what they believe from a lie to the truth and not be 
radically changed in the process and they don't have to fight for it and fight and fight and fight for the rest of their lives like they're different forever and so i wanted to throw that in here before this podcast because today we're going to be talking about what we believe about worship and i know worship well at least for me when i hear someone say worship my first thought is always oh here we go you know because i'm i'm not a big worshiper like in other words if i'm in church and you see me in church worshiping you know during, during praise and worship i'm gonna be the wooden indian <laughs> okay. okay and tammy's gonna be dancing and holding her hands up but you can observe her worshiping you're gonna have a hard time observing me worshiping in that environment but in other environments it, it, you know if i'm by myself it's different but but I don't want to run you off with the word worship if you're like me because I might run myself off because we want to talk about the truth of what worship really is mm-hmm. and the critical importance of it and how it draws us closer to the truth of who God is. And if we, our broken beliefs beliefs are always rooted in something that we believe God is that he's not at all. Or because God is love, you can even say something we believe love is that love is not at all. And so when we worship God and we draw closer to him, we come to understand more of, get a better understanding of who he is. It'll flush out false beliefs we didn't even know we had. It'll flush the truth out of our lives, up in with, flush it, start the truth up in our lives to reveal things that we believe that aren't true, that set us more and more free as we go. And and we got on this subject because our church has been doing a, a, a series they call 40 Days of Devotion. And uh, we go to Praise Church in Beaumont, Texas, and they, they put together their own series, and they did an incredible job mm-hmm. with it. And, and one and Reggie always does an incredible job with everything they do mm-hmm. over there. But one of the things that they, that, that they jumped off into pretty hard was worship. And, um, and I thought, you know, that was important enough, and it revealed enough to me. Let's bring it up in a podcast. And, and I think you're the perfect person to talk to, Tammy, because, you know, it's, it's the truth that sets us free that brings peace into our lives and I don't, I don't know anyone that I would say I believe has more peace in their life than you do. And then I don't know anyone that I would say, you know, I'm not saying any, that, that there aren't lots of people. I'm just saying that I, me personally, that I'm close to, that I know that, that worships, seems to worship God, everything, all the time. Every, every time I get, if I get off from work, the music's on. You know what I mean? There's loud music playing in the living room. And, I mean, if wherever we go... We're worshiping if we're going to church and i'm like hey you know what we could be about 20 minutes late this morning and we cut it short and we can skip the singing and dancing and get straight to the meat and potatoes and tammy's like no you could be late i'll drive myself i'm not missing praise and worship so start with asking you a question um and the question would just just be what i guess what is worship you know what is or what is worship to you what when you think of worship um what do you think of, and how do you do it? Well, reading the 40 days of devotion, I've, I've learned a lot. I think before reading that um, with our church, I feel like I didn't, I knew worship was more than just music, but I didn't really know, like, how much more it was than just music and um i from reggie like a long time ago i learned like um to try to respond to god for 
who he really is and what he has done for us. So like in the mornings when I wake up in the morning, I'm, I try to, my prayer is that I'm like, thank you, Lord, you know, for the breath in my lungs and for waking me up this morning and I always pray, God, help me to live my life today in response to who you are and all that you've done for me. And I think that's, so number one, like when I pray in the morning, I feel like that's a form of my worship towards the Lord. And then of course there's the aspect of music, you know, that's another form of worship. Um, But this devotion book taught me, like I didn't even think of it in this way, but um, the, the, you know, the scripture, Colossians 3, 23, it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as for the Lord and not for men. And so we learned that it can be anything we do. Like I can be cleaning the house. I can be cooking dinner. I can be homeschooling Kennedy. I can be doing, um, cleaning toilets or, um, mopping the floors, sweeping the floors, or I can be, um, doing my tasks at Shields of Strength, you know, that I do. And anything that, any any of that I can do as unto the Lord, you know, my I put my heart and do it as unto the Lord, and that is actually a form of worship. And I never really thought of it that way. Right. And I, I, I just, it didn't click like that to me. I've known that scripture forever in Colossians, but I didn't really think of those tasks um, even as mundane or trivial as cleaning a toilet or, or sleeping the floor, I never really thought that that could be an act of worship. And I just, I think that's really neat that, mm. so that's some of the things I learned. And then, so the first thing you said, and correct me if I misstate this, but I think what you said was, um, that to begin your mindset of worship, you're, you're thinking that, it's a response to who God is, yes. is that what you said? I feel like, um, and I've learned that from Reggie too, like this has been before the devotion. He mentioned it It needs to be a response to who God is and all that he has done for us. Like, And so that's my mindset when I wake up in the morning. I'm like, God, help me to live my life today in response to who you are and all that you've done for me. Yeah, so I think it. I think we ought to try to dig into that a little deeper, um, if we can. So I'm thinking, all right, if and, and because I think this goes back to kind of a little bit of the intro as far as you know what is the truth, and so 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 then when you say in response to who God is, I would like to know who is God. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like so, so, so. What are you thinking? What do you think when you say, "Hey, I, I'm not saying who God, who is God to whoever." I'm just saying, I'm saying for Tammy because you definitely are in a position extremely well. I would, I would argue, in the place of staying, staying as close as you can to God and worshiping Him. So, you know, if I asked you, "Who is God to you?" What would you say? Well, the just the first few things that come to my mind. You know, He's my creator he's my my savior he's um my peace my joy um gosh like right that's that's just a few uh, yeah and then so so then i would say um what do you mean by he's your savior he's your creator what did he save you from and how so so i mean he's your savior but what does that mean 
What does it mean that he's your savior? He, he saved you from what? Well, from myself <laughs> um, and also from hell, of course. Um, you know, he's given me eternal life through Jesus Christ. And what's the fruit of your worship, would you say? In other words, so I guess what I'm saying is, uh, and I know I, sometimes I ask questions that I can't answer myself, but th- that's what I was trying to get to is like, it's like if we understand who God is, so we, if, if our response to worship, it, I mean, if our worship is a response to who he is, it's critically important that we know who he is. We know it, I would argue that that we know that he's a perfect God, mm-hmm. that we didn't deserve his love, that right. we couldn't earn his love, and that nothing like us trying with all of our might, the best that we possibly have to offer sucks. Yeah. I hate to use that word, but mm-hmm. it's like it's like the, the the best if the best of everybody wants to talk about, you know, I want to be the best version of myself, but what it took me forever to realize was that the very best version of myself was nowhere nearly enough. Yeah. And and so from, it it was at that place when I realized the very best version of myself was nowhere nearly enough mm-hmm. that I hit that that's where I became my most desperate because it was like nothing I like what do I do now? Like I don't know what else to give. I don't know what I don't know what else to do. I don't know how else to earn God's love. I'm hopeless, like utterly hopeless. There's nothing else. Like and and I tried really, really, really hard, and then you're utterly hopeless and desperate, and then God reaches down and says, "You don't have to be any of that." Mm-hmm. Right? He he says, "My love isn't dependent upon." who you are, what you do, uh, that, that's not why I love you. Thank the Lord. Right. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. So it's, 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 I love you because he, he loves you because he is love, not because of who you are. And then, and, and then, so I think I would say that's like the coin dropping that Reggie talks mm-hmm. about sometimes. And, and so when you say in response to who he is, a lot of my life, I was, I was still hanging on to Kenny. And so, and all I mean by that is, you know, I still had a, a I still had confidence that I could that I could get it done, until eventually I came to a place where I realized I, there was no there was no possible way I could get it done anymore, and then and then that was a desperate place desperate place to be, and then I surrendered, and then he saved me, and then he made me greater than I could have ever been on my own, stronger, more patient, more ape capable, and and made me whole and righteous. Mm of all things in God's sight as this free gift. And then from that, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's my response to worship. Yeah. I mean, my worship is really a response to who he really is. But until we understand those life changing radical truths, then our response to who he is may not be worship. Yeah. That's true. You know, we may worship ourselves. We're gonna worship somebody. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe we're worshiping ourselves. But you saying all that reminds me of something else. Pastor Reggie said, he said um, that we cannot out worship God's worth. Like, because you were saying, like, all that I don't deserve any of this. You know, like, I'm I'm not worthy. And but he, but yet he made me. He 
he thought I was worth it. He made me. And so anything I do, any, any kind of worship I, I show, I give there, I can never out worship his worth ever. Right. So he is worthy. Yeah. And we aren't. Right. But because he loves us, we're worth it. Yeah. And I hope that can make sense to you, you know, because I spent so much of my life trying to be worthy and, and when you try to be worthy, it never works because you're not and you can't be. It's like no one knows more than you know how unworthy you are. You know, I, I know I'll, I know I live in almost a perpetual state of fear of everything and, and all kinds of stuff all the time. And, and I'm, I'm affected by so many different things. And, but but I'm trying to be worthy, which is this perfectly loving godlike figure and i can't pull it off but 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 you know it's that's the wonderful news of the gospel you know it's that it's that we couldn't but jesus could Mm -hmm. and he did and then he took our place on the cross and gave us his place as righteousness so he became sin that we may become the righteousness and that god sees us through him as righteous it's unbelievable Mm -hmm. it's absolutely unbelievable and so whenever that coin really drops and it can drop a lot of different ways. I want to give a, a quick story, just for me personally. I'm not, um, and where I would say um, a big light came on for me in this whole arena, especially as far as worship, as you were saying, not just being praise and worship, yeah. but we're singing and we're uh, uh, or in this mindset or state of awe of who God is, but but being aware of that at all times. And knowing and and not having this mindset that hey I don't have to be worthy so I'm you know if you really if you if the lights really come on for you you really come to understand God's love for you you're never gonna ever have the question can I just do nothing and be okay <laughs> like I mean your love for God because He loves you is is gonna stir within you a burning desire to be the best that you can be in any and everything you do for His sake but sometimes flushing that out. Or at least in my life, that it was kind of hard to flush that out. Like, what did that mean? Like, I wanted to do everything for the Lord, but I didn't really know how to, you know, how. What, why am I really doing this and different things? But here's 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 something that happened in my life that flipped the switch for me. I just want to share it. Maybe it'll help you. Maybe it won't. It won't. But I was. Yeah, some of y'all know I was a ski jumper. So what's going on right here in this moment? I'm gonna spare you the whole story. Just share, spare with you the. I mean, share with you the moment that the a light switch flipped for me and, it, and I haven't seen anything the same since, but this is what happened. I was waiting my turn at a national championship. I just finished putting all my gear on. And so we're scared the whole time we're getting ready. All of us, like, I, you know, you, you think some guys are scared and some guys aren't, but if you're in the ring with everybody, you're around the dock with all the best gears in the nation and you're looking each other in the eye, y'all got the same look. And you, you know, everybody else thinks we're unafraid, but we all understand that we don't know who's about to come out on top, and when we're afraid of what the other guy's going to do, we're hoping we're going to be able to bring our best. And so, while all that's going on, and you're putting your gear on, you're like going through these motions. You're kind of free from the stress of all of the, all of those thoughts. So, 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 like instead of your mind just running wild with what's about to happen, and and if I got my ducks in a row, and am I going to be able to perform well, and what are the conditions, and all that stuff, you're just focusing. Like putting your gear on is one of the most stress relieving things. One of my favorite things to do because I can just focus on putting these braces on my knees. I can focus on my helmet and my and my straps, 
my, my wetsuit and my speed suit, everything's positioned, my, my jump sling and everything's positioned right on my body. And that all, and I know I'm doing that right. And I'm not thinking about all those things, but the worst part is like, you got to have all your gear on and be ready to go a good five to 10 minutes before you actually go. You don't want to be late, you know, for your set. And, um, and so those five to 10 minutes after everything's on, and it's just you sitting there waiting to go, like that's whenever, you know, I would get my lunch eaten a lot of times, um, mentally, spiritually, whatever you want to call it. And so I'm waiting on that moment at the nationals. And this is one I'm thinking I might be able to win. And during that moment, a guy jumps further than I ever jumped in my life. And so I'm all geared up. There's nothing I can do but think, you got to be kidding me. And and this is a 20-year journey. So it's like so much for so long, and I'm not going to be enough again. And it's so much pressure on me because I want to be enough. I want to win. I want, I want that dang gold medal. I want, I want it so bad. And now it's not likely. And I can't deal with that. And that pressure, like all of that and that moment got so heavy that I thought I'm not even going to be able to perform to a fraction of my potential because of this, because of what is inside me, what is going on in my head, everything right now. And so this is what I said to myself. I just said, Lord, never mind the gold medal. I just want to do the best I can for you. And that was the first time in my life I'd ever said it. And, and I didn't, <laughs> this is the crazy part, I think, you know, I didn't, it wasn't some spiritual mindset. It was only an effort to escape the pressure of having to perform when I didn't think it was going to be possible. That was the only reason I did it. I went. It wasn't. I would almost argue that it wasn't even really for God. It was for me. It was like you know what? I just I can't. So I basically I would say I came to the very end of Kenny's strength, and there and, and there wasn't enough, and so I I just set Kenny down. All my dreams, everything, and I, and I mean, I mean, I really meant this. I didn't just kind of, you know, it wasn't flip it because I just couldn't do it anymore. I just literally just said, Lord, never mind the gold medal. I just want to do the best I can for you. And the moment I said that, I realized, like a light just went off in my head. It was a higher calling with no chance of failing. It was like, it was like, if I gave the Lord my best, that was all I could do, and it didn't even matter if I won or not. And for the first time in my life, I was I, the fear, all, like all that weight that was on me that was holding me down, that would have kept me from performing like I wanted to perform my whole life, all of that just fell off of me. It was crazy. It was like, you know, it, so, so the moment, the mind switch, never mind the gold medal, Lord, I just wanted to. And you say, well, how do you, how, okay, you're just ski, you're ski jumping. How do you ski jump for the Lord? And I just felt like, you know what, it was just the best I could be. You know, it was, like, it was everything that I had for you, Lord, and winning was no longer, I was no longer ski jumping to win. And I felt like, you know what, if, if I ever could win, then maybe it could be a witness. Maybe it give me influence in people's lives. And if they did, I wanted to share Jesus with them. But I just wanted to do the best I could for him. And and just so that I don't leave you without the end of the story, um, you know, I, I, I crashed on my second jump. I tore some of my gear up. 
Um, I only had two minutes for repairs. I had to fix that stuff before I could take my last jump. I ran out of time. I couldn't finish repairing some of my gear. I had to go with broken gear. It was a time I'd have been more afraid than I'd ever been in my life, and I wasn't. And on my last jump, with the damaged gear, with everything else, I jumped further than I'd ever jumped in my entire life by like, I don't remember, 11 feet or something. Further than this guy, I ended up winning this national championship. But coming out of that, it changed my mindset. It, it allowed me or helped me to see from now on everything I do, I want to do is unto the Lord. Like, like that made it's like that that made me better than I've ever been. And I wasn't dragging around the thousand pound feel field fear field gorilla or whatever it was that I was always carrying. Like I was free. It set me free from that. And so so in everything I did, you know, it's just like, you know what, Lord, I want to do this unto you. And so I often say, and I know when I say this, I confuse people and I can't figure out a better way to say it. But when I talk to athletic teams or or anybody in sports or playing, anybody's doing anything to win, even in business, you know, I'll tell them if you're playing to win, you're going to be led by fear. And that's all I mean by that. It's like, you know what? Winning's for you. And you got a higher calling than that. And if you really worship God in everything you do, that will be the fruit of it. Like winning becomes your destiny. I mean, everything you do, fruitfulness becomes your destiny. And if we really get this worship thing right, it's not limited to whatever it is that we want to win anymore. It, it, it expands to include everything in our life. If we're walking through the parking lot and there's trash on the ground, it's like, you know what? I don't have to, I don't have to say, Lord, would you want me to pick that up? <laughs> I'm like, I can't ask because I already know. I already know. You know what? If he loves me, as who I am, and I'm to be a light in this world, then I need to pick it up. Yeah. You know, and if I'm walking by a person sitting on the ground, and I don't do this all the time, by the way. I get it right sometimes. I get it wrong sometimes. Um, I got a recent story. Where I'll, I'll, I'll spare y'all because we're taking up enough time. But I got it really wrong, really wrong. And um, and so I'm repenting. <laughs> you know, but yeah, worship can be. It should be. A part of everything we do mm-hmm. and I, I agree with you 100 percent in response to who he is and so if you're having a hard time worshiping instead of just trying harder to worship maybe think more about who he really is mm-hmm. and if if who he really is to you doesn't encourage you to worship there may be some things you believe about who he is that aren't true mm-hmm. and i would i would argue that's one of the biggest battles most people face is that who he is 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 not really who they think he is and and the wonderful news is if that anytime that's not true who he really is is great news Mm -hmm. it's never bad news you know we're like i fear god is this and i fear he's that and all these different things and i don't i don't really want to ask who he really is because i may find out he's even worse than i Mm -hmm. think and i'm really doomed and it's never bad news Mm -hmm. It's always good news. So if you don't know who he is, why don't you try to find out? And, and we'll hope we'll help the podcast to help you see that too. Is there anything else? I don't think so. You want to add any more scriptures you want to read to us? I don't think no, so. No, you sure about that? Yeah. You, she reads them to me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up 
this episode of the Right Fight Podcast. Until next time, trust God's word no matter what. And keep your eyes on the horizon. Thanks for listening to the Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.